to another episode of Rewilding for Women where we talk about empowerment. Really deep, deep empowerment. We talk about opening up all of the channels within us so that we can step into our full potential, whether that be career or family or love life, doesn't matter. But it's about really opening up and encompassing fullness, <laughs> all that we are. Today's episode I'm really excited for, and it's, it's pretty timely, and it's something I'm really passionate about. I talk a lot about this in rewilding workshops. I talk a lot about it in one-on-one -on -one sessions as well. It's something that I wish all little girls were um, introduced to, and I wish this part of, of us as little girls was nurtured and was, was, um, was allowed to flourish. But so many times it's not. All right, what, what am I talking about? It's intuition. It's woman's intuition. And we have to talk about it. You might think this is so boring. I've heard so many things on intuition. I promise you, this will be different. And even if you do know a lot about intuition, sometimes it's nice to just get another little kick in the butt around trusting the intuition. And it's also sometimes nice to hear it from someone else who may have different ways of tapping into intuition, different ways of hearing intuition, different ways of following intuition. So that's my aim, which is always my aim, right? Is to give you depth and also what's different, what's not out there, what everyone's not talking about. All right, I'm Sabrina Lynn, and this is episode six. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, do so. Go over to rewildingforwomen.com, and there will be little subscribe boxes. But our subscribers get special offers, special offers, extra little insights and stuff that we only share with subscribers, and you'll also obviously um, get every episode as well in your inbox. So let's talk about intuition. Um, how do I want to start this? Let's start with the question, how many times have you said to yourself, I should have done that, or I shouldn't have done that, I knew better, I had a feeling this was a bad idea, or, oh, I had a feeling that's what I should have done, but I didn't listen, and I didn't do it, right? We've all, we've all had that. I also want to talk, rewind a little bit, and now think about your childhood. As a little girl growing up, maybe you grew up with a mother who fully trusted her intuition. Maybe you grew up in a house where intuition was valued and intuition was cherished just as much as logical, rational processing was valued and cherished. It's a question to ask yourself, how did I grow up? What has been passed down to me? with regards to the value of intuitive nature, right? Intuitive nature is not logical. 
intuitive nature does not make rational sense. You cannot write a pros and cons list and call that intuition. It is not. <laughs> Growing up, how many times were you allowed or encouraged to make a decision based on how you felt? Based on what felt right to you? And if it was often, oh, hallelujah, my gosh. That is, that is beautiful to hear because growing up in that environment, it's nurturing, it's strengthening. So intuition, if, you, if we really want to make it simplistic, we can think of intuition as a muscle. It, it really is a muscle. And if we don't feed it, right, so if we don't feed it good fuel, the muscle will atrophy. If we don't strengthen it and work with it, the muscle kind of dies. It's the same thing with intuition. It is, it is the same exact thing with intuition. So thinking about your intuition and thinking about your intuitive nature and how often, here's a great question, how often do you listen to your intuition? How often do you tune in to your intuition? And then how often do you act on your intuition. The best way to kill your intuition, by the way, you can never fully kill intuition, it can always come back, but the best way to uh, weaken intuition and kind of shut it up is by not acting on it and continuing to rationalize yourself out of it, right? So you'll get the hit, comes in, but then you go up into left brain and you rationalize it like, no, actually that doesn't really make sense. No, no, this makes more sense. And so you act opposite to what the intuitive hit was. That is the best way to destroy the muscles of intuition. It is the best way to strengthen rational left brain logical thinking, but then to also diminish our intuitive thought processes, our intuitive gut feels. Now that's another kind of thing worth mentioning really quickly is intuition doesn't always come in words. So intuition isn't always just hearing words or um, it's very different for everyone. And part of it is building this relationship to your intuition. So it's, it's a process, right? It's a journey. It's, it's like working out. The first time you go to yoga, you're pretty crap at it. Like really crap at it. You don't even know what they're saying. They're saying down dog and you're like, I don't even know what that is. Warrior one, what, what? So you can't necessarily translate it, right? So first class of yoga, you're hearing these words and you can't translate. So you don't really know what's going on. But 20 classes later, you can translate. You hear the word and you can absolutely translate into what position that is, how your body could, should be moving to get into that position, right? It's the same with intuition. 
it could be coming in and you're not even necessarily able to translate it. It can come in in feelings, gut feel. I'm, I'm very much of a, of a body sensation person and a, and a knowing. So sometimes it's, it's gut feel, like something's about to happen and you get a feeling in your stomach that it just does not feel right. I need to get out of here, right? Get out, get out. Or it can be a deep knowing. I don't know how I know this, but I know that this is the right decision. I know it, I know it in my bones. It logically may not make any sense, but I know it. So then there's that knowing sense. Then there's also vision. So you may see some of us speak to our intuition through sight. So you may see how a situation will play out or you'll see uh, the intuitive hit via vision. And some are auditory. Some of us are auditory and some do hear. Sometimes our intuition does talk through voice and and tell you this is the best thing to do. So when we're strengthening our intuition, the big thing is to one, give it space to actually communicate with you. Have that awareness. So it's to start to be aware of more of you. And for women, especially ladies, pay attention to your body. This is a magnificent thermometer. It is incredible. We as women um, pick up a thousand times more than men do. On average, typically, we will sense that much more. This is like just the way that we're built anatomically, physiologically. It's, it's how we're built, it's what we're designed for. It's amazing and it's beautiful, but so many of us have shut it off or we numb it down. So we've got corporate jobs, we work in the city, and we have to numb. We have to numb to get through the day because if we were open and we were sensing, oh my, I can feel so much coming from all of the people on on the train in the morning, then I get to the office, oh my gosh. And, and so there is, of course, this, this, this part of us that does numb just to get through our day. But then how often are you denumbing, right? How often are you fully opening? How often are you coming back into the body, coming out of left brain? How often are you opening the body? Right? So let's just do a quick little practice of opening the body. And, and this is a great practice to do anytime you're looking for intuitive guidance. Anytime you're looking for that deep, innate woman's wisdom is, is to do a practice. Do a practice that opens you. Dance. Dance is one of the quickest ways to drop us as women out of our, out of our brains, out of this whole energetic area of our heads down into the body so we can feel, we can open, we can open the thermometer, we can open our womb, which is a massive place of wisdom, right? Some call that our, our second brain or even our first brain is, is our womb and how, how incredibly wise this part of self is. But so often it's, it's this tight, balled up, 
um, not really, you know, that's something else to, to tune into is how, how soft is my belly area throughout the day? How soft is it? Am I really tight? Am I, am I walking around rigid and my muscles are tight and my stomach is tight and everything's really tight and I'm locked up? Eh. Yeah, your body is not going to be a good thermometer. I am telling you, it is switched off, it is number than numb, and it is not going to be feeling or talking to you. So it's practices. It's getting out in nature is brilliant. Dancing, opening. So let's just do a practice quickly. We'll do, we'll do a bit of a breathing and, and movement practice. So if you can, just stand on your feet and just start to sway back and forth, really. So just transferring the weight from one foot to the other. Maybe your hips start to kind of do a bit of a, like a figure eight. And just starting to loosen as much as you can the hips. So just really loosening the hips. And then starting to, if you want, you can put a hand on that second chakra or the womb area. Um, just a couple, just a little bit below your belly button. And, and maybe just feeling, feeling that area, feeling that area with your fingertips is really great as well. So if you want both hands and you just kind of start to gently feel that area and bring awareness bring some blood flow, bring life, bring your breath down into that area. So, can you breathe that area? Can you bring your breath in and all the way down into your womb? Into that energetic center, maybe still with your fingers gently rubbing to just keep awareness there. And then how does your body need to move to open that area, right? How does your body want to move? Does it want to rock? What sound can you use to open that area, right? Is there a sound that will help to flush anything out or open? What is that sound? Oh. And then breathing, continuing to breathe deep. Inhales through the nose and exhaling through the mouth is really powerful for women. So an exhale through the mouth actually releases four times more energy from the body than an exhale through the nose. So if you're really getting into this practice, just pause. Pause the show and keep going. Um, keep letting your body move, maybe put on a piece of music, keep breathing, and then start to just open, going up, opening up third chakra, opening up heart, opening up throat, just getting the energy to move through the whole body. Ah, oh, yeah, I could keep dancing here for a really long time, <laughs> but now... You should be able to sense an energetic shift in your body and in your being and continuing to stay out of the mind and just dropping into the body, dropping into the body 
These practices are perfect. And now when you want to tap into your intuition, it's very different because you're much more open. You're much more expanded. You're able to access that deeper inner wisdom in a very different way than if you were sitting at your desk really tight, really worried, lots of stress, um, your, your muscles are tense, your face is tense, your belly is really tight and tense, and then you're just here in, in mental realm, in that rational brain. So it's, especially for us as women, when we want to tap into deeper wisdom, when we want to tap into deeper intuition, it's flowing with that. There's a practice I do, um, it's, it's kind of funny, and hopefully I'll be able to explain it. I've been talking about it a lot this week. Um, in a lot of my one-on-one -on -one sessions, actually, I think almost every one-on-one -on -one session I've talked about this. And it's a little practice I call, that's called follow the energy. And that is m m like my job in life. My, my job in life is to simply follow the energy, which is basically following the intuition. So it's following higher wisdom. It's following not what my crazy brain comes up with or rationalizes. Of course it's useful, right? I'm, I'm not at all um, poo-pooing the, the brain. The brain is brilliant. But my practice is to strengthen and continue to strengthen the ability to translate. The ability to translate what is sometimes that intangible knowing and to translate that into action in the world, to translate that into words. So to sense into the wisdom that is bigger than me, that is bigger than my mind even, right? It's, it's that bigger woman's wisdom. And, and you may sense it as, a, as an out, outside of you kind of a, a creator wisdom or uh, spirit wisdom or something, or you may sense it as in here, right? That, that horror wisdom. And then how can you start to strengthen? I mean, you can access this wisdom from anywhere, but I'm just giving you kind of two practices. Maybe one is coming down from above and in through the crown, and maybe one is coming from that horror, that womb space, right? That second chakra. And then... What kind of practices do I need to do to strengthen the ability to feel that and then translate it? So translate the raw energy. The raw energy is pure. Raw energy cannot lie. Raw energy is truth. Raw energy is your soul. How can I translate that truth, that purity, that raw essence, into thoughts, right? That's what we're doing, is we're translating it into thought. Thought that then can manifest in this world. Or we're translating it into words. Or we're translating it into the ability to make that decision from a wiser place, right? And that's a, that's a lifelong practice. This isn't gonna happen from just dancing around for 30 seconds with me, and then going, oh yeah, I feel pretty good. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have some really good intuitive hits today. It is not, it doesn't work like that. It's a lifelong practice, and we're all at different places on 
Um, we're all at different places with our ability to to hear the intuition, but then to trust the intuition, and that's what strengthens it. It's the hearing, it's the practices that help us to translate it, and then it's the actual trust in it, right? So it's the ability to open my body to receive that insight, and then to hear the insight from that receiving place to translate that insight into like tangible thought, thought that makes sense in our physical world, in our lives. Maybe it's thoughts around career, thoughts around love life. So it's translated and then for us to trust, which is oftentimes one of the most challenging steps in this whole process. It's trust because a lot of times it doesn't make sense. And a lot of times, it's not what our, our left brain, our rational side of self would do. It's that, it's deep trust, it's big wisdom, it's like earth mama, woman's trust and woman's wisdom. And to follow that and to continue following that and continue and continue and continue, moment by moment by moment strengthening, strengthening, strengthening that connection to bigger self, to wiser self, to intuition, to soul. And then your life changes in phenomenal ways. Every area of your life is different because you are living from a very different energetic place. Very different. It is not what society is telling you to do. It's not what your family is telling you to do. It's not what these crazy, strange patterns um, that we've genetically brought into this life with, right? It's from a different place. It's from a soul place. And this will change your life. It will change the trajectory of your life. And without this, there won't be a stepping into your full potential. Because we need this. We need that connection with our deeper soul self. We need to hear it. We need to be able to translate it. And then we need to be able to trust so that we can act on it. Right? It's huge. Huge. And it is a, it is a moment by moment by moment practice. Great things to do are be with women who live their lives this way. Workshops are wonderful when women are making decisions from this place because suddenly it's like the vortex of that way of life opens up and it's so easy for any woman to step into that, which is why it would be so wonderful if all of our mothers and our grandmothers had this vortex open for us as little girls. It would be nourished and it would be open and we would understand that connection. So being with other women, workshops where it's about the intuition, everything in rewilding, all of our rewilding practices work to also strengthen this because it's so key we can do spiritual practices until we're blue in the face. We can do embodiment tantric practices, opening practices until we're blue in the face. But until we actually make that connection where we trust what we're getting, 
We won't make the decisions in our life that will change our life. We won't. We'll energetically be doing all this fantastic stuff, but it won't translate into real life. It won't translate into your career. It won't translate into your relationship or your family life. It won't translate because we're not letting it translate, right? It's so gay. Oh my God. I want to just share this with the entire world. Um, all right. I think we should end here <laughs> before I um, get really wild up, riled up. Um, yeah. It was wonderful to chat about intuition with you, and I thank you for giving the time, for sharing time with me, sharing time with us, for being a part of Rewilding for Women in some way. And I hope to see you at an event in the future. We've got heaps of events listed on our website, which again is rewildingforwomen.com, and don't hesitate to subscribe. Also, we've got a private Facebook page, so if you're up for a little bit of community, so around this, like, big women's wisdom stuff that we talked about. If you'd like, do a little search for Rewilding for Women groups online on Facebook and you'll see a private group. Just ask to join and, um, and we'll, we'll get you in. I hope to see you sometime in the future in some form or fashion. Thank you again.